My message in just these few minutes, the title is this, Rise of the Giant Killers. Numbers chapter 13. You don't have to turn there, just listen. But if you want to turn there, you can't. Because I'm going to move, move rather quickly. Rise of the Giant Killers. In Numbers chapter 13, and beginning with verse 1, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. And so Moses appoints 12 spies to go out and spy the land of Canaan. But right in verse 1, God spoke to Moses and said, send out spies to go spy out the land in Canaan, spy out the land that I am giving to you. Which means you can go check it out, which I want you to do. And as you read on through this chapter, Moses appoints 12 spies and really, you only need to know two of them. I could go through the list of names, but it sounds like I'm speaking all types of languages as I try to <laughs> pronounce all of these names. But the only two names that you need to know tonight is Caleb and Joshua. Twelve spies went out, but two spies understood the promise that was established by God. And so 12 spies are sent out and, and God sends them out and gives Moses this word to send them out to go, to go up the hill, up into the country, up into the land of Canaan and check it out. Check out whether the land is rich or poor. Check out whether the land is highly fortified or not. Check out whether there is, is good food and check out what kind of people already live there. But even though you check it out, something that I need you to do practically, you have my promise the land belongs to you. You see, when you know who your God is, you don't look at simply the statistics or the problem. You are always resting in the promise. When you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, there is no problem that you have to face that gets in the way of knowing that you have God's promise. And just like we read it here in verse 1, it says, go. I need you to spy out the land, but by the way, I'm giving it to you. That is the promise of God for every person who believes tonight. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That is the promise of God, that he will always be with you, that nothing can separate you from the love of God. That's salvation. That's the blessed assurance and the grace of Jesus Christ that allows us to endure whatever we have to face tomorrow. And no matter what you have to face tomorrow, I'm still standing firm knowing God has promised me that he's going to keep me. God has promised me that he's my savior. God has promised me that he's going to fight my battles. God has promised me that no matter what is ahead of me, I know that God is with me. And that is a promise that you and I have to stand on in this hour. And so the Bible says in, in chapter 13 that they, they go up into the Negev and they go up into the hill country and, and, and they check out all of these things, whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are trees in it or not. And the Bible says that the word of the Lord said to be of good courage. And so they go into the, the valley of Eshcol and, and they, they, uh, they bring back this incredible cluster of grapes and, and some pomegranates and figs and they've gone out for 40 days. And when they come back to the wilderness, the entire congregation is all there. They're just all waiting for a report. Because the wilderness represents that place where they're just lost. The wilderness represents that place where nothing good is going on. The wilderness rep represents that place of just being stagnant and unfulfilled. So they wanted to move forward. But they were waiting for a report. 
And so a report does happen. You see, there, what we get in this chapter, there's, a, there's a, a report that comes from man, and then there's the report of the Lord. And so 12 spies come back, and there's one report from man, but there's another report from the Lord. Because despite what they had seen for 40 days, there were two guys that understood that no matter what we've seen, I still had the report of the Lord. And so the congregation is there. Hundreds and hundreds of people are all gathered and waiting. Moses is there. And everybody's listening and waiting. They want to hear something. Just like now in this city, we need a good report. Just like now all around us here in Hell's Kitchen, Somebody's waiting for good news. Somebody's waiting to hear that there's a promise. Somebody's waiting to hear that Jesus loves. Somebody's waiting to hear that Jesus cares. And so they come back and, and the 10 spies speak up first. The, the, the 10 guys that are not Joshua and Caleb. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the land has uh, milk and honey. Yeah, good food. Yeah, milk, honey. Who knows? Rice and beans, penil, tostones, arroz con gondules, chuletas fritas. Oh, oh now y'all want to shout back at me. Oh, okay. They brought back the cluster of grapes. They, they, they brought back the pomegranates and the, and, and, and the figs. And they said, yeah, 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 it's, it's all there, but the giants are in the land. The, the people of Anak, they were known to be giants that stood seven, eight, nine feet tall. And, and, and they're all there. And it's, it's, the city's fortified. And it's just, it's, it, we can't take the land. And suddenly amongst people that are, have been waiting for a good report in the wilderness, suddenly they just get this bad report from 10 guys that start the tag team going back and forth about how terrible everything is and how you can't go forward and how we just, we're going to be stuck in this place and how, how we can't move on and we can't have the milk and honey and it's not going to work out. And the Bible says that Caleb quieted the people because if we don't got nothing good to say, we shouldn't say nothing. Caleb was listening to them, to them ramble on and on about bad news, on and on about why we can't go forward, what we can't do. They were going on and on about the negative, and Caleb just said, shut up. Because the good news always takes priority over bad news. There has got to be some people here in the house that will come to this wonderful understanding that when you receive the good news of Jesus Christ, there is no other report that is important anymore. There is no other bad report that can get in the way of this good news that we have in Jesus Christ. He said, quiet, quiet, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop all of that. And Caleb, says three important things that I want you to get tonight. One, we need to go up right now, he said. That's faith in Jesus. The only way you can move forward is if you put your faith in Jesus Christ who went to the cross and died for your sins. He, Caleb said, whoa, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean we can't go? We need to go up right now. Church, it's time to move forward. 
It's time for us not to be on the defensive, but it's time for us to be on the offensive. Church, it's time for us to step forward in faith. And the only way you can step forward is if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we hesitate to move forward because we live our lives based on our feelings and not based on our faith in Jesus. If you live your life based on feelings, you will always hesitate to move forward. And then the second thing he says is, we can occupy it. We can possess it. We can make it home. And, and that, that's a statement of courage. We go up now. That's your faith in Jesus. We can occupy the land. That's courage in Jesus Christ. Not fear. You see, when, you're, when your life isn't fully surrendered to Jesus Christ, everything that comes against your feelings and your emotions and your, and your comfort, anything that brings you to an uncomfortable position will always stir up fear in your heart. But when you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so he says, yo, let, let's go now. Let's occupy it now. And then the third thing he says is, and we will overcome. Now that is power in Jesus Christ. So Caleb says, enough of this. I've got good news right now. We need to go forward now in faith in Jesus Christ. We need to occupy the land, take courage in Jesus Christ, and we can overcome any giant that stands in our way by the power of Jesus Christ. Why? How? Because the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the grave is the same spirit that has been offered unto you tonight. If you would just believe, if you would receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you will receive his spirit. And even after that, those 10 spies opened up their mouth again and started to ramble on and on and on and on about how, no, we can't do this. We can't go on. Let me tell you something. There is a majority report around us that wants to discourage you from committing your life to Jesus Christ in your schools, on your jobs, in your neighborhoods. And some of you, even in your own homes, you're constantly bombarded by people who just simply just continue to just spew out negativity, to spew out darkness. Pastor Carter was talking to me in the back a little earlier today about how there is a, there is, there is a people now that all they do is just curse. They just, it's just constantly cursing, constantly negative. It's just foul stuff coming out their mouth. Are there any Caleb's and Joshua's in the house tonight that are going to quiet the darkness? They're going to silence evil. They're going to silence wickedness. We're going to make a stand for Jesus Christ. We're going to say we're going forward. We're going to occupy the land. We're going to occupy Midtown Manhattan. We're going to occupy Hell's Kitchen. And we're going to turn this thing around and make it Heaven's Kitchen because we're going fishing for lost souls. And they went on and on to complain, the 10 spies. And it got so much in their complaining and so much in their negativity that I believe it was like a spirit of depression that passed over the people. And suddenly the Bible says that they wept all night long. And they wept all night long after hearing this kind of final thought. The 10 spies said, listen, they said, they said this and in verse 33 of chapter 13, and we, we saw the sons of Anak 
And we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so we seem to them. And I looked at those words closely and I began to, to kind of just process this unfortunate perspective of how they felt about themselves. It was interesting how they said, we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so it seemed to them like that also. Giants that you face in life will only see you how you see yourself. If you see yourself like a grasshopper, well then every wicked and dark obstacle that you face will only see you as a grasshopper. How do you see yourself? You see, if you, if you, if you don't receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you don't understand the power of Jesus that's been given to you, if you don't have a picture of the cross, the one who died for your sins, the one who won the victory for you. If you don't see yourself as a new person in Christ Jesus, you will always see yourself as a grasshopper. A grasshopper that is incapable of moving forward. If you don't have an identity in Jesus Christ, then you will never obtain the victory in Christ. Tonight, no more grasshoppers. For God has called you to be giant killers. Tonight, it is the rise of the giant killers. No more grasshopper mentality. No more grasshopper feelings. Tonight, if you believe in faith that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, it will be the end of a grasshopper mentality. Because all grasshoppers do is jump around from one place to the next, hoping that they don't get squashed. But I am no longer jumping out of fear. I'm going to step forward in faith because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So giants will fall and giants will come come to their end and every giant that you face every giant that you face the giant of sin the giant of loneliness the giant of oppression the giant of despair the giant of addiction the giant will fall if you put your faith in Jesus Christ giants will fall but if you still see yourself based upon your feelings Grasshoppers always are constantly focused on just the moment. But those who are giant killers know that we have an eternal victory in Christ Jesus. You know, Moses and, and Aaron fell on their faces and cried out. And then Joshua and Caleb once again raised their voice. They said, the land which we passed through to spy out, it's... They were, they, they were crying out in desperation for the souls of many and for themselves. He said, it's, it's, it's exceedingly a good land. They said, if the Lord delights in us, he'll bring us into this land and he'll give it to us. A land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Church, no more rebellion. No more living in the ways of the world. God has called us to repent, to turn away from sin, to walk away from darkness, to put your faith not in this world, but to put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior.
That's the gospel. That's the truth. We have to live a life knowing that God is good and gracious, but knowing also, too, that he's called us to righteousness. He said, listen, don't, don't rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. You have to know tonight in faith that the Lord is with you. You have to know in faith that the giants you face are not simply the problem that's in front of you. God will make it your provision. God will make a way. But you have to be fully surrendered to him. You know, those 10 spies, they didn't get to go on to the promised land. Only Joshua and Caleb and the children. The Bible says in, in Numbers chapter 14, God spoke and said, not one shall come into the land where I swore that I would make you dwell. God said this, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, but your little ones, who you said would become a prey, I will bring in and they shall know the land that you have rejected. Whoa. You see, because at a certain point when they wept all night, they began to say stuff like this. They began to say, oh man, it's just better that we should have just, we should have just stayed in Egypt. It's amazing how when things don't go right because of our feelings, we'll start to convince ourselves that it's better for us in the world than to follow Jesus Christ. When you become dependent on your feelings, you'll start saying some really, really, really dumb stuff. I'm going to keep it real with you. They said, oh, what, what did, then they asked this question. They said, what, did, did, did God bring us out here in the wilderness to die? How dare you say something like that? When death was swallowed up by the power of Jesus Christ on the cross, he defeated sin and death on your behalf tonight. He's not going to abandon you. He's not going to forsake you. He's God who loves and cares. He is a God who is kind. He is a God who offers his power for every person who believes in faith. And before you begin to start questioning God, I want you to put your faith in Jesus Christ tonight. I want you to believe fully that God is God and he's going to heal and he's going to protect. He's going to restore your life. He's going to make a way out of no way. I'm going to pray that there would be a rise of the giant killers. Listen to me. The 10 spies stirred up people to believe that God was going to abandon the children. But the children belong to God. And when Jesus showed up, he said, these children are mine. My kingdom represents the children. So, oh, by the way, for every person that is living their life in fear and doubt, you're not going to the promised land because you haven't put your faith in me. But I'm going to take your kids. They're going with me because I need childlike faith tonight to believe that I'm going to fight every battle for you. So there has to be a rise. A rise of faith. A rise of courage. 
Tonight, there has to be a rise of hope. Tonight, there has to be a wholehearted surrender to our Savior, Jesus Christ. The, the word Caleb in Hebrew, it means faith, devotion, wholehearted. In the name Joshua, it means to save. <laughs> it was no coincidence that two out of the 12 would stand in faith, devoted to the promise of God that says, oh, by the way, I'm giving you the land. Two, representing faith in Jesus, devoted to the purpose and the will of Jesus, and wholeheartedly surrendered to Jesus, knowing that he saves. And that's all you need to know, folks. Now, I don't know what giant has been standing in your way lately, but how does that giant see you? And so I'm going to ask this. I'm going to invite giant killers to come pray right now. Not, not, not grasshoppers. Now, you may have came in as a grasshopper, but I pray that after hearing this word tonight, you've decided, oh, no, 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 no. I am no grasshopper. I know who I am in Jesus Christ. And maybe you haven't made a commitment to Jesus, but tonight you believe. And tonight you receive. And tonight you say yes to Jesus, fully surrendered. So guess what? I'm calling giant killers to the front. I'm calling giant killers to take the land. I'm calling giant killers that no matter what their problem is or their situation is, or whatever issue you're facing, you know that you serve a God tonight and you believe that he will never leave you nor forsake you. So I don't know about you, but I'm tired of making eye contact with the giants in my life. Addiction has to come to its end. Perversion. Addiction to pornography, addiction to weed, addiction to drugs, whatever that addiction is, that giant has to fall tonight. The giant of depression. This is the rise of giant killers. Tonight you put your faith completely in Jesus Christ, not your husband. Love him. But some of you have been dependent on, on just on the relationship without a relationship with Jesus Christ and your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Some of you are really hoping that it just really works out with this boyfriend or this girlfriend. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who went to the cross and died for my sins. Forgive me. I repent. I choose to turn away from darkness, from all evil. And I surrender my life to you, Jesus. Make me a new person. Live inside of me. I know now I am your child. I am no longer a grasshopper. I am a giant killer and anything that stands in my way, I will overcome it 
by the power of your spirit that lives in me. Tonight begins a new journey going forward in faith to occupy the ground wherever I stand. By faith, I take courage and I will live my life filled with the power of Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Giant killer. Giant killers. Let faith rise up in your heart each and every day. How does that happen? It's the power of the Holy Spirit. You just really just have to picture this one thing. Because if you believe in faith that Jesus died on a cross, he was buried, he was put in a tomb, they rolled a stone over it, they sealed that stone, and then on the third day, by the power of his spirit, he came alive again. And he still lives and he reigns. And you've walked forward today because you sense the presence of his spirit. And so because you came forward to receive Jesus Christ and to receive the power of his spirit, trust and know that when you walk out these doors, his spirit's going to go with you. And his spirit's going to abide in you. And his spirit's going to do war against the devil in every demonic attack that tries to come against you. And as you walk, and as sometimes you get bumped and knocked around, he's going to make a way. He's going to make a way because the power of his spirit will not allow you to fall. It's the rise of the giant killers. It's the rise of the giant killers.